0: Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Angel's Envy. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tastings. And of course, with me, as always, is my exceptional and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschick. Andy, how you doing this week?
1: I'm doing very, very good. I, um... I lucked out this week very much, so so for all of us listeners that are in the Cincinnati northern Kentucky area uh party source just had one of their online raffles whatever that they normally would be doing in person in a normal year not a pandemic year and uh I got really lucky uh, I got a bottle of blends <laughs> so you uh how did you end up lucking out with that so that was with party source it's something that they did it new this year where if you download their online, like their app or whatever, and just register an account with them, any and all like rare barrel picks or like rare um bottles that they have, like I think Pappy, Blanton's, obviously, as I just said, anything like that that they have that's rare, you're automatically entered into any of their raffles now that they do for it. So, um, and then if they... Choose your name out of the hat or however they do it. Um, they, you know, notify you via email that you won. You still got, I mean, you still got to pay for the bottle, but right. they let you know that you've won and you have at least the opportunity to purchase got, a bottle of got access. whatever they're raffling. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Congratulations. So when are we doing our Bland's episode? I'm excited. I don't know. I'm ready. It, 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 I, think do it. It, I,
1: I think it's got to come up soon now. Um, it might have to be a special episode for us here, just doing something. we will have to, uh, to check
0: out the dates and see if there's like a special, a special timing, uh, something like that. Uh, yeah, but that'll be... Uh, I mean, I think, honestly, just getting... I mean, we got the bottle. We should do an episode we on need, it. As we soon need as to possible. do an episode sometime. I think yeah, the, I think the fans deserve that. Yeah, that that's, um,
1: that's coming up soon for us.
0: Absolutely. Maybe it'll be like a Thanksgiving special or something.
1: Maybe. Yeah, uh,
0: but yeah, that'll be that'll be awesome. That'll be fun because it is, of course, hard to get your hands on a bottle like
1: that. Very difficult. Uh,
0: of course, today we're gonna do we're gonna do that blands episode. But of course, today we are doing everything. Angels Envy. I recommend all to all the listeners out there. Uh, while Andy, of course, will go ahead and pour ourselves. Uh, you know, we'll pour ourselves a glass of Angels Envy. I recommend you pour yourselves one as well. Um, you know, we're gonna be drinking along just because it's a drink. It's a bourbon podcast. We're gonna be drinking during it. We will be doing an official tasting later on in the episode don't forget about yeah, me dude I, i'm, I I'm getting yours know. don't worry about it uh so uh andy's putting the cork back in the bottle not trying to share any of this angel's envy after i just gave him some open 14 over over here uh that's what we're all about is drinking right now is drinking those angels envy so i mean you you guys should pour yourselves some uh you know we're gonna be doing official tasting later on in the episode uh so we'll you know that all, of course will be a little more official but pour yourself with whiskey a something you know preferably angels envy something like that and uh we'll, we'll get cooking here and andy will go ahead and tell us everything we need to know about angels envy
1: yeah so angels envy they're actually one of the more recognizable brands Nash, um, domestically and globally. Yeah, we forgot to cheers as well. Yeah, so cheers for yeah, launching any further in. Yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. Haters can um, eat shit, right?
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, Angels Envy, I think oh, is... Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's smooth. It's very, very good. Yeah. But Angels Envy, they're one of the newer brands on the market. Uh, they're only about 14, 15 years old, really. But in that time, I mean, they've definitely made a name for themselves uh they were like i just said they were founded in 06 uh down in louisville i think it was louisville kentucky i know their current location is in louisville now okay down on main street but um they started in 06 but really didn't start releasing product till i want to say about 2011 2012 when it was actually matured and aged and ready to be sold And around that same time, they ended up being bought out by Bacardi, the global conglomerate there, in about 2015. And that's when, shortly after that, that's when they about moved into their new location down there on Main Street in Louisville.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, they are down there. Uh, You know, you mentioned that they're in Louisville, right there in the downtown. Um, It's very young, like you said, launched not too long ago at all, but, you know... Honestly, when they broke ground on its distillery in downtown Louisville, Angel's Indy was actually, um, it, it was the first time that they were, you had a major company like this distilling downtown in, uh, the Louisville area there, which is honestly kind of surprising to me. Uh, but also it's, uh, j- just a testament to how, um, revolutionary this brand is, yeah. not just on taste, but also on the everything location that, and things like yeah.
1: that. I mean, everything that they do is revolutionary for the, um. For the bourbon industry as a whole, right. The
0: distillery was completed and opened in the pub to the public, I should say, in 2016, becoming the first full production whiskey distillery in downtown Louisville.
1: At least in some time, yeah. Since probably 1800s, I'd imagine, but in modern times, at least, first one to be um, to break ground doing stuff. And it's for anybody that knows them, um, was founded by one of the most recognizable master distillers in the bourbon industry, uh, Lincoln Henderson. He actually used to be the master distiller over there at uh, Brown Foreman, who, as we've discussed in a few other episodes, they, you know, they have Jack Daniels, they have Old Forester, few other very recognizable brands. But he actually came out of retirement for this project. His son and grandson, um, his son Wesson, now his grandson Eddie, I think. Um, now I, I don't remember his grandson's name, but Wesson his grandson, um, now run the distillery now that Lincoln is passed on, unfortunately. But Lincoln and started it with his son Wes in 06 and it was kind of a culmination of his vision to create a visionary product and revolutionize the bourbon industry, kind of just tinkering with a bunch of different stuff to make um to make a good whiskey, but an experimental whiskey in bourbon that he thought would be good and that he wanted. It was kind of a lifelong dream for him to do this, basically. And that I think is exemplified by the fact that he came out of retirement for it. Uh, they're one of the ones, the youngest brand on the Bourbon Trail, the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Um, and kind of their motto or the joke the joke that came out that really started their name was uh, Lincoln kind of was mentioning one day during their process that they were sitting there and they'd finally in distilling and aging and bottling this product had finally gotten a better better deal than the angels because of course, in whiskey production, as you're maturing it, something's gonna get uh, evaporated and become what the industry kind of knows as the angel share there. So they that's kind of where they came up with the name Angel's Envy, is that they got the better end of the deal. They kept the good part, part of the product here on Earth.
0: <laughs> right. Reportedly, after tasting his finished bourbon, Lincoln joked that if the angel's share is what evaporates, then the angel's envy is what's left in the barrel. Of course, that's how Angel's Envy was born.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely very, very much so. Um, that name, at least, was... Came from that, and it's something that, they're, you know, truly I have to agree with them. They came out with a very, and have continued to produce a very, very good product. Um, at least in my time, having been able to drink it and try it and everything, uh, they're a very, very small handcrafted bourbon um small batch bourbon it's something like if you go visit their location there in louisville you'll see they're not very very big they're not like some of these other big bourbon brands like Jim beam or anything that maybe have huge storage facility you know huge where um rack houses anything like that they're very very small um even though they have you know bacardi limited as a parent company for them.
0: Yeah, it's basically just like a single block size warehouse in yep. downtown louisville and yeah, you know, solid production, but you know, nothing that's going to blow you away. It's, you know, like you would think it's, it's, it's like a, the size of like Ryan Guys here in Cincinnati, yeah, for example, it's, as far yeah, as the building goes.
1: It's maybe a little bit bigger than Ryan Guys in terms of total land that they have for the building, but I'd say comparably, yeah. Something like that. Um you know, everything, I mean, everything but the product is understated for them, I think. They're kind of almost. You're kind of driving or walking. It's almost tough to see them unless you know what you're looking for. Um, But you know they they do a good job with it, and I think they put the money into the product, which is the end. I think is the best result to do, and it shows. Um, You know, like I said, they're a small batch bourbon. They're only about they only blend about eight to twelve barrels together for every um, batch that they release in order to produce that end final product that they desire. Um, And it's something that for those, so for those, before I go any further, for those that don't know how Angel's Envy does stuff, they're kind of a little bit of an oddball in the bourbon industry. And it's something that a lot of people don't, it's something that a lot of probably bourbon purists would frown upon because it, it's something that, that what they do is so they start off with a good bourbon they start off you know the new sp- neutral spirit that they put into the um or not neutral spirit but the, the new make into the char- charred american oak barrels mature it for usually about four to six years um i think four to six years at least And then they dump that into reused port wine barrels um, for their standard just regular bourbon. They finish it in there. And then the rye is in – I forget which type of rum, but they finish their rye in rum barrels, Hmm. their standard rye in rum barrels. So that's – like I was saying, that's kind of something that most other brands, unless unless it's like something – just like a limited release they did to just test something – most other brands don't do this.
0: What does the uh, mash bill <laughs> consist of?
1: So the mash bill is again, it's a fairly standard mash bill. It's seventy-two percent corn, eighteen percent rye, and then ten percent malted barley. So they're again a, um, they're another one of those hu- ones that's a high rye bourbon, and then, um, but it's still in the industry is a fairly standard mash bill that you would see, roughly speaking, there. But really what distinguishes them, as I was saying, was the fact that they finish in those extra barrels. And that's kind of seen as a little bit almost of a distilling on the dark side or aging in the, on the dark side. And in some circles could be considered frowned upon because they just don't. It's something that most people don't like to do with their bourbon. They and it's something that. You know, on, on their bottles, they have to explicitly say that. They, you know, they're a Kentucky Street bourbon whiskey finished in port wine barrels. Um, per American law, they have to say that. And it's, <clears throat> you know, it's something that they definitely rely upon heavily, market heavily, and, <clears throat> you know, they definitely try to make that their focal point, that they're kind of the odd duck out but that's what makes them so great in the market now. And so to an extent, I would say, the so sought after to have an, a collection, like a standard collection of bourbons. I mean, every everybody, I mean, I usually always try and keep a bottle of it. <clears throat> and it's something that I know a lot of people that always do try to keep a bottle as well. Or if they're recommending a bottle, I've always seen them kind of like an oddball to have there. Angel's Envy.
0: Right. One of the kind of random things that I like about the, the scotch, or I should say the, uh, the bourbon so much, is that it's scotch-inspired. Um, you know, they've, uh, Wes and Lincoln both decided to explore secondary barrel finishing, such as using port barrels, which is a technique commonly used, uh, in scotch, uh, but is rarely used in in bourbon making. And I'm a big scotch fan Yeah, and, uh, I kind of was much more (laughs) of a scotch enthusiast before I got into bourbon. And I think that kind of connection there is unique and interesting. It's also kind of why, uh, Angel, I was so attracted to Angel's envy in the first place.
1: Yeah, no, no, I definitely agree with you there. Um. I I mean starting out I I'd had a few bourbons um you know when I first turned 21 and everything I'd had a few bourbons so like I knew of course like the big brands but what you know I kind of was the same thing as you John I was originally mostly a scotch fan drinking that or an Irish whiskey fan mm-hmm. and then when I saw Angel's envy that brought me a lot more in back into bourbon even though we right. live here in Cincinnati you would think it would almost be the reverse of that.
0: Yeah. We are much closer to the suburban country. <laughs> yeah. Just a 15 minute drive really. But, uh, you know, we're 15 minutes up the road from New Rift, for example, uh, we'll, which we'll have to, you know, we'll have to do a tasting well, and an episode someday. On them in the, yeah. the near future. But, uh, yeah, that's true. And it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of cool to have that connection there.
1: Yeah. No, no, I, I, I agree. I agree with you there. And, um, You know, it's a good, it's for any Scotch drinkers or any, I'd say even Irish whiskey drinkers. I think it's Angel's Envy is very much a good entry. It's a good gateway bourbon to try to kind of introduce yourself to the world of bourbons because of that fact that they are, that they're a little bit more mellower, toned down than some, Mm -hmm. in a good way, toned down. Than some other bourbons that maybe have some highs and lows that would turn off other whiskey drinkers or drinkers of anything else. Right. Um,
0: It's crazy how, you know, you mentioned that a lot of people like to keep, you know, most people who are consistent bourbon drinkers, they like to keep a bottle of Angel's Envy because it's, you know, the price point's not that high, but it's such a good quality that everyone's pretty much going to, you know, even someone who has very, very expensive, exclusive bourbons, they're still going to want a bottle of Angel's Envy in their collection. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And because of, you know, that fact, I mean, it's one of the best selling uh bourbons in the world. I mean it's absolutely flying off the shelves. It's and it, it's crazy how high the sales are considering uh how young the brand is in less than 10 years. Um uh they were literally I mean they had expanded distribution to all 50 US states and as of February twenty twenty Angels Envy actually began international distribution in UK, Australia, Canada, and Singapore. So they're I mean they're still a smaller kind of boutique bourbon but they're expanding aggressively, and I don't think anything's going to stop them.
1: No, definitely not. I, I would um, definitely agree with you there. I, I think nothing's going to stop them in the future. And it's something that I think what's helped them, especially domestically, but even I would hope now um, would help them internationally, is even though they're such a good brand, even though they're young. They consistently are getting very, very high, um, ratings and international attention mm-hmm. from like ratings and gold standards and everybody, anybody who tries it, judges it, gives right. it good. I think it was, was it spirits enthusiast? There's something on the bottle here. Um, they actually got like a, from wine enthusiasts, you know, get, they got 98 points there. Oh, wow. Um, so, I mean, they're, the you know, even though they're so young, like I said, or like we've both said, they're rated very, very highly. Right. So they've got something going for them and they know what they're doing.
0: And they don't have a lot of, like, major marketing, corporate marketing campaigns going on. Their really popularity stems from, and their growth... Uh, you know, really has has manifested because of word of mouth marketing. People like this whiskey so much, or they like this bourbon so much, they talk about it, they buy it, they share it, and people try it. and They're like, "Oh my God, this is really incredible!" And that's how they've gotten so big in such a sh- you know, yeah. short span of, of time. Is because it's their pro. I mean, the product speaks for itself, but also the fans and those who taste it and love it also speak for them because yeah. they want people to know how great this bourbon
1: is. Ex- exactly, I would agree with you. I mean, it's something that they. They've kind of let, like you said, I mean, they've let the bourbon speak for itself and let word of mouth kind of pass along with it um, in order to really drum up to where they are now and uh, kind of going along with that. They haven't really tried to go into too many different products in order to get that Popularity, as whereas you might see some of these other brands try all these various different things to continue to remain relevant or continue to get huge amounts of sales, they've stuck to really only two products. I mean, they've stuck to the regular Angel's Envy, and then they stuck to the Rye, which they, I want to say, introduced in 2017. I want to say, okay, um, sometime around there when they moved into their new location, within like a couple of years of doing that, they introduced the Rye.
0: And we also have to point out uh, it is a what is what's the proof on angel? Oh, what's the, yeah, what's the proof on this? It's
1: both of their products are an eighty-six point six proof, so forty-three point three percent alcohol. So roughly a fairly standard proofage for most bourbons, um, right? At least entry bourbons, fairly standard proof. A um, little bit, little bit less proof than some other ones like Jim Bean, or some other ones that we've tried before, but still fairly standard there. Um, and it's it's even though it's a slightly less proof, I think it's just as good, if not better, than most that are, you know, 90, 95 plus proof. Yeah, absolutely. It's, they they definitely find a way found a way to tailor everything between the proof, um, everything at that proof to just make it an exceptional product. Awesome.
0: All right, folks, it's time. It's that time of the week. It's that time of the show. We're going to go ahead and do a tasting. Uh, go ahead and pour yourself a glass of Angel's Envy, and we'll go ahead and taste this bad boy. All right, folks, hopefully you have yourself a glass of Angel's Envy poured. We're going to go ahead and uh, get a little nose of it here to uh, get a little taste and uh, see how the finish is as well. So go ahead, uh, and uh, let's uh, start the tasting process here, guys. Yeah. Cheers, Andy. Cheers. What are you smelling? Um, I mean, for it's me, so smooth. It's a yeah, smooth it's smell, just like very, very,
1: very, very smooth. I mean, I I get a lot of the very traditional notes that you get with some bourbons, some of like those, um, you know, traditional fruity notes uh, there. But I also kind of get like with the with because it's finished in those uh, port wine barrels. Mm-hmm. I get a lot more of like a cherry or like a plum, dark yeah. fruit. Uh, notes absolutely, I'm
0: getting that like we getting like a little brown sugar spice, but also a, a lot of like you said that dark cherry, dark plum fruit type smell. I'm getting that absolutely yeah. very it's, easy on the nose. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: it's it's like it's um, it's very well rounded, but in a right. very good way. Like there's there's not much that jumps up at you, but I think it's it's because they like I was saying earlier they found a way to kind of mellow it out, but make it so. Just drinkable.
0: Right. Let's give it a taste here. Wow. It's really that good. so good. It's really good. What's the price point on this one?
1: So, at least here in the Cincinnati area, the regular Angel's Envy runs you about 50 bucks. Okay. 50 55
0: Gotcha. That's more than I expected, but I mean, the taste uh, is really good. It, I mean, it yeah. was super velvety, just like... Just like layers, like l- just like luscious layers falling on your tongue, like yeah. really, really high quality uh, stuff there. But it also at the at the end to kind of give you that little, that little, that little flick, the little spice. like yeah. I said, it kind of had there. that brown sugary spice with that, like you said, those dark fruits. Yeah, I no, think, no, I think that the sorry to cut you off. I think the the taste and the smell and the, and the nose were
1: very consistent. With oh uh, yeah, I'd agree with you. It's it's a very consistent product, smooth product. It's not going to be something of like whoa, whereas like it's not going to be something where you get like a random smell or taste or anything coming up out of it, yeah. which can be both, can be bad in some instances. But in this instance, they did it right. I'm
0: getting, oh, absolutely. I'm getting a little kind of like a sweet finish that's coming from those, those, that port barrels that you talked yeah. about. Like I'm getting uh, a, kind of a different fruit taste, almost like a sweeter fruit, like a, like an orange type uh, Finished there, but it's also you're getting that it's kind of su- a sweet finish, like and it's not just I don't know what the flavor is. It's not just orange, but it's like a, it's almost like a like a like a cinnamon type yeah. kind of sweetness. At the a little bit
1: there. It's it's kind of like how port, like how I would describe this in general, without getting necessarily into the notes. I like much like port is for. Wines, a dessert wine. Mm-hmm. This almost is a dessert bourbon that you yeah. kind of like that you could pour over ice cream or like pour over something or even just have neat with dessert. Like it's that good, it's that smooth and that sweet as well.
0: Yeah. Every, yeah. Every time I taste some uh, Angel's Envy, it just, it definitely makes me want some more. Yeah. It's, it's really, really good stuff. Uh, so, Andy, what are your final thoughts on Angel's Envy here?
1: I, I think I can best sum it up and say I'm glad that the uh, Angels didn't get this share. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I could not
0: agree more. This is our share. This is The, the Angels yeah. got enough going on for them. This is the humans'
1: share. The, uh, glad that the Angels uh, get to shed a tear a bit over this one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, I would just say... I agree with you on all of it. I think we just anyone who wants to have a collection of bourbon, who wants to just have a quali- high quality uh, bourbon to uh, have it, you know, on a regular day. Uh, I think Angel's Envy, you can't go wrong. I think I was telling you, Andy, earlier. Even if if you have a five hundred dollar bottle of a bourbon in a very, uh, you know, not high quality co- a collection, you're still going to want to have Angel's Envy on the shelf there.
1: I agree with you there, John.
0: All right, folks, that's it. From us here this week, make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast to subscribe, leave a review, and listen to every episode of Distilled Discussions. Share it on social media. Tell your friends about it. Uh, and uh, we'll go ahead and have a drink together.
1: Have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey. And don't worry, America, we'll be here to drink with you next week.